Broadcasting from beautiful, tropical Vero Beach, Florida, it's Money Nation with Ed Gardner. Good morning and welcome to Money Nation. Today we're talking rock and roll with today's special guest, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie grew up in Wales in the UK and first started singing in her church as a young girl. In 1977, she released her first hits, Lost in France and More Than a Lover. In 1978, she followed up with her hit, It's a Heartache, which rose to number four on the UK singles chart and number three in the US Billboard Hot 100. In the 1980s, Bonnie ventured into rock music with songwriter and producer Jim Steinman. In 1983, she released her mega hit, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Both Total Eclipse of the Heart and It's a Heartache are among the most selling singles of all time, which in excess of 6 million singles each. Bonnie's work has earned her three Grammy Award nominations and three Brit Awards, among other accolades. Welcome, Bonnie, to Money Nation. How are you? Oh, Ed, so great to be speaking to you again. How long has it been? It's probably been, I think, about 10, 11 years. We went to dinner at Spark Steakhouse with Bobby in New York. About Was that 10, oh, 12 yeah. years ago? Oh, my God, that was something, wasn't it? Yeah. I, rem- I remember all the waiters were coming up to you. They all wanted to get their picture with you, even though <laughs> 20 years after Total Eclipse of the Heart, but they all knew who you were. Oh, tell me, is Spark still there? Sparks is still there. It's still there. Very the next famous, time, isn't it? Yeah, they probably they probably had a little tough time with COVID, like many restaurants in New York. But they're probably open, and I think they're probably doing pretty good. But when you get back here, let's we'll have to go to Sparks again. Yeah, yeah. How was how was Portugal treating you? You went down there, and you've been oh. there for like a while now. Yeah, I've been here for over a year. I only expected to come, thinking I had a week off in between shows, you know, with my band. We, the last show I did was a year last March in Sweden. So we thought, well, we got a week off. Let's go to Portugal to our house. And uh, we've been here ever since. How much longer <laughs> are you going to be in Portugal for? Yeah. So, so you know, we're very lucky and the weather's beautiful. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I've been here. You know, I could have been home in Wales and that would have been very nice as well, but a lot colder. Exactly. He's got the good weather. Bonnie, you grew up in Wales. Why don't you tell yeah. me about your childhood and what led you to become a singer? What, what, what was the, the catalyst? Well, my mother was always singing. She had the most beautiful opera voice, right? But she was always singing around the house, doing the, the ironing and the washing and the cleaning. And, you know, but I've got a big family of three sisters, two brothers, and uh, we all like different genres of music, you know. So there was all kinds of music being played in our house. And, um, you know, it was inevitable that I'd end up being a singer. But if it hadn't have been for my auntie Blodwin, <laughs> that's a Welsh name for you now, she um, heard me singing as I was in my bedroom with a hairbrush, you know, probably singing a Tina Turner song. And uh, she said to my mother, Gaynor's always singing. That's my real name, as you know, Ed. And uh, she said she's always singing. I'm going to put her name down in a talent competition in the rugby club. And I was terrified. But at the same time, I really wanted to do it. So I did it. And I came second. And I won one pound. (laughs) And that was the beginning of it. 
Yeah, and that was in 1969. 69. So it was it was your aunt? She was the one that really started to get to get you going. Yes. Yeah. Like, when so when was your now. first big break? When when did you know that you had a great voice and you, that you were going to be successful in this industry? When did that come along? Well, I was singing for seven years around the clubs before I got discovered by a talent scout that happened to come to Wales to listen to a boy he'd heard about singing in the band upstairs. And I was in the band downstairs. And he came in on the wrong floor and he heard me singing it. And... Uh, he thought they had a great voice and he told the songwriters back in London about me. So they invited me up to London to make some demos, one of which was my very first hit single, Lost in France, in 1976. But anyway, I went up to London in 1974 to do this demo and two years went past and I heard nothing. But then two years later, I get a phone call out of the blue saying, we've got a recording deal for you on RCA. Are you interested? I said, ah, of course I am. Elvis Presley was on RCA, you know? I never got to meet him, but um, you know, that's how it started by a talent scout coming to Wales from London and hearing me sing by accident. Wow, wow. That was my, yeah, I was going to say my next question was your, your first two big songs were Lost in France and More Than a Lover. Yeah. And then yeah. that's when they came afterwards. And then and then tell us about Total Eclipse the Heart. That's your mega hit. Yeah, well, the, the, first of all, It's a Heartache was my first hit record in America. You okay. know, and it's everybody's dream to break America. And um, I've done it a few times, you know. Uh, but then when my contract was up on RCA Records, I wanted to work with whoever was writing for Meatloaf and because I heard him on the radio and I'm thinking, my God, I love the production of this guy's songs, you know, and I love the, the, the lyrics of the songs. And I thought, oh, you know, I've got to work with this guy. And it happened to be, Meatloaf came on the radio while I was in the taxi on the way to CBS, Sony. Uh, I'd just been signed for five years. So when I got there, the head of A&R said to me, Bonnie, who would you like to work with? And I said, oh, my God, I just heard Meatloaf on the radio. I said, I'd love to work with whoever's producing and, um, you know, producing him and writing for him. And, they, and he said to me, Bonnie, come on. He said, that's Jim Steinman. He's never going to do it. I said, what do you mean? He's never going to do it. How do you know? Unless you ask him, you know. So I said, please ask him. Oh, Bonnie, it's a long shot. I said, well, you're asking me who I want to work with. And I'm telling you. I want to work with the guy that does meatloaf stuff. And he said, well, okay, we'll ask him. Thinking he was going to say no. But see, if you don't ask, you don't get dear. And what happened? I, I worked with Jim Steinman. He became my musical mentor. And I worked in two albums with him, right? He, he gave me two of the most iconic songs ever. Totally yeah. Dips of the Heart. Holding out for a hero for the film Footloose, you know. Yep. And I, I did another album with him, and I did songs with, you know, Todd Rundgren, 
you know, Rory Todd, who sings on on um, Total Eclipse of the Heart. I mean, amazing voice, amazing voice. And they were doing the backing vocals for every song on the album, you know. And uh, it was an absolute privilege to work with him. And not only that, he was a very kind and supportive guy, you know, a great fun to go out to a restaurant with. He'd order every single thing on the menu. You know, and the bottles of wine he ordered. I mean, I seem to remember when we went out for dinner, Ed, that we we ordered a bottle of Opus One, I think, something like that. Uh, but and that was quite expensive for then, you know. Right. But he he orders bottles of wines that are hundreds of pounds. You know, bless him, he's gone now. And I was devastated when I heard the news. You know. Yeah, I was but, gonna. You know, I was going to ask you about that, about his death. That's probably, I know he was a very good friend of yours and he was your mentor. Yeah. And um, uh, how, yes. how do you feel, feel about his passing? I mean, well, you know, I was absolutely devastated when I, when I heard the news, you know, but I think now, well, you know, he was suffering because he, he'd been ill. He'd had a stroke. And so, you know, he wasn't having a great life towards the end. So, you know, he's probably with God now. Yep, he's with God looking down on Bonnie. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. You have your new album, The Best Is Yet To Come. Did he help with you with that? Was that no, Jim's no. Diamond? No. Um, I haven't been in touch with uh, Jim Stein for about three years. And um, I think because he was ill, you know. But anyway, I'm working with my original producer who did Lost in France and It's a Heartache all them years ago. Big hits. David Mackay. And I'm back with him now. And it's a joy working with him, you know. And uh, I, I produced this. Uh, I didn't produce it. He produced it. I recorded this album at his studio, which is about 25 minutes from Heathrow Airport. So every time I was coming in from a tour with my boys, the band, I'd go down the motorway, Robert, and drive 25 minutes down the motorway. And we'd go in the studio, listen to some demos that David had for me. And he, I had awesome songs for this album. It's one of my favorite albums I've ever done. You know, I got a fantastic songwriter on there called Steve Womack. And he writes songs that I tell you what, even Bruce Springsteen would love, you know. And, and actually there's a song on there written by Desmond Child from America. And he wrote, many with uh, John Bon Jovi, you know, but I, I phoned him up. I was in the studio. I said, Desmond, I'm doing a new album. Have you got any new songs for me? Within a few days, he sent me this incredible song called um, <sighs> Stronger Than a Man, Stronger Than a Man, right? And uh, it's a wonderful song. The whole album is very uplifting, you know, it's just what people need at this time in their life, you know? That's great. I'm telling you now. Like, you, is there going to be a tour once we get better with uh, the COVID oh, yeah. across Europe? Are you going to be touring in Europe? How about the U.S.? <laughs> well, everybody's asked. I'm doing so many interviews, you know, for the U.S. It's uh, the album's taking off great. So hopefully, I will be in the U.S. But uh, at the moment, um, because 79 of my shows were uh, postponed from. 2020 to 2021 and 2022. 38 of my shows, uh, my shows are already postponed for 2022. And uh, my first gig now is in July in Spain. 
so that is going to be so awesome. Oh, yeah. Because when definitely. I see my band for the first time, you know, I mean, I'm, I haven't had any vaccinations yet, though. So I, I'm not going anywhere until I'm vaccinated. But they have promised us now in Portugal that possibly May or June we'll have the vaccinations, you know. Because yeah. once we're all vaccinated, we can start living again then Ed, and go out. Exactly. Fast. It's been a long oh. time, Bonnie. And you can come back to New York and visit too. Bonnie, quick break here. Uh, right. Remember, listeners, any questions at all about your portfolio, about your investments, always feel free to give me a call at 518-255-8854, or you can always email me at edgardner at cutterco.com. We'll be right back. All opinions expressed by Ed Gardner and or his guests on The Money Nation Show are solely Ed Gardner's and or his guests' opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Cutter & Company or any of their affiliates. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Ed Gardner and or guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only in as an expression of their opinion. Ed Gardner's and his guests' opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither Cutter & Company nor affiliates and or subsidies warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Always talk to your financial advisor before making such decisions. Welcome back to Money Nation. Bonnie, one of my favorite stories that you told me is when you were in the elevator in New York and you're riding up and someone behind you starts saying, Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. Tell us about that. And it was one of the greatest guitar players of all time. One of my favorite guitar players. Tell us about that. Yeah. I, I got in the lift, right, with my then manager, David Aspen. And uh, this guy, as I walked in the lift, this guy looked at me and he said, Bonnie Tyler. And I, I, I said, you know, I just thought he was, you know, some guy in the lift, you know. And I just said, yes, you know, whatever. And um, and then I think he did actually go like, it's a heartache or something, you know. And uh, and when when uh, I got out the lift, my manager said to me, Bonnie, did you realize that was Jimmy Page? Led Zeppelin. I was, I was like, oh my God, amazing, you know. Oh, I wish I'd had a longer chat with him. Now they were talking but about we a duet. In, but we did bump into each other apparently in, in an airport somewhere. And one of my musicians who was talking to him, uh, he said, I think I'd like to do a duet with Bonnie Tyler, right? But I never heard a thing about it afterwards, whether they were, you know, whether it was true or not, I don't know. But I, he never got hold of me. <laughs> uh, we got to get that duet going. Someone's got to talk to Jimmy and get that duet. Yeah. That would be unbelievable. You on the vocals <laughs> and Jimmy Page on the guitar. I mean, that would be unbelievable. That would be something, yeah. Tell us about your new record label and, 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 how, and tell us about the music industry in general. I know this has been a tough year the last year, but what's, how, how, tell us about the music industry with all the new apps and everything yeah, going on yeah. with technology. Oh, it's nothing like it used to be, Ed. You know, I mean, in the days when I was having those hit records, it was the right time because, you know, I was selling like 36,000 copies every day. And some days it was in the 50,000 copies, you know. Um, one day in particular, I'll never forget, it was 52,000 copies were sold in one day, you know. That's a good day. Mm. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, I always used to bring you back, come to you, what are the sales today? What are the sales? You can't, it wouldn't be worth asking these days. You know, you can have a number one record now with like 
a thousand or something, you know what I mean? It's absolutely crazy. Is that and all the, the streaming that goes on, you know, we get pennies for it. It's not fair. Oh. But wow. it's all about the touring, you know, and luckily for me, I'm a live artist. You've been to my shows, haven't you? Yes, I have. Great yeah. shows. <laughs> yeah. So your plans are going to do your European shows. Then you said uh, possibly we'll see what happens with the U.S. with the album. By the way, Jeff Allen says hello to you. All right. How is he doing? He's doing well. He's doing well. All right. Send him my love as well. Yeah. I will. What is your most memorable concert memory? I mean, what was like one of your favorite times in a concert? Well, when, when I was nominated for two Grammy Awards and I was in Los Angeles and I sang Total Eclipse of the Heart there to the whole audience that were all mega stars, you know, and there was Michael Jackson in the front with uh, Quincy Jones and Diana Ross and, you know, Lionel Richie. And actually I saw Lionel Richie again just before COVID happened. We were both... Um, invited to have an audience with Pope uh, Francis in Rome at the wow. Vatican, right? Wow. Yeah, and he he was there. Uh, Lionel was there. I was there. Susan Boyle was there. Um, we did a, um, um, a a Christmas festival thing, a Christmas um, show, and we all performed, you know, for uh, the people of Rome. And you know, it was wonderful to meet the Pope. You know, it's wonderful. Wow. But, uh, yeah. That must have been pretty But amazing. yes, I suppose that was one of my most memorable times because I remember having, when I was singing on the top of the stage, I had to walk down a very steep steps while I was doing the Grammy Awards and sing from the top of the steps down, of course, live. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall. That's all I could think about when I was singing, you know. <laughs> uh, but I didn't fall, I didn't fall. And it was uh, a great performance, thank God. But I lost out to Michael Jackson. Yeah, and, well, yeah, well, that's all right. Out to him. You were there with him, so that's pretty <laughs> impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah. Bonnie, if you go to if you go to this website called songmeanings.com, you can find out about what any song is actually about and what the meaning is. Now I know Jim's yeah. total eclipse the heart, but it's funny if you read that under under songmeanings.com, everyone has a different view of what that song is about. What exactly is total eclipse? It's a love song. Don't I think. ask me, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> you just sing it. You don't know what the meaning is. Yeah. To me, it's a love song, you know, love song. Uh, and, and, and ending and bound in love, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, but I know in the beginning, when Jim first started to write this song, before he met me, he started writing it about vampires. Really? That? Yeah, that's what he told me. And, um, but then he, he stopped, he, he, he didn't. You know, he was probably writing it for Jim, uh, for Meatloaf, right, in the right. beginning. But then, after I met him, three weeks later, he finished writing the song, and he offered it to me, which uh, really um, gets up Meatloaf's nose. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Taff, Taff, he gave it to me. He gave it to me." <laughs> My song. Yeah, my song. <laughs> well, that's amazing because that's one of the greatest songs and one of the most songs most played ever on the radio so that was uh, yes, very amazing. nice with Jim. And, 
And do you remember when there was a total eclipse of the sun? I did a performance with um, one of the Jonas Brothers on a, on, a, on a ship. Oh, wow. In Florida, I think it was, something like that. Yeah. Any, any, um, any plans to come back to New York at all or America at all? Anytime oh. soon? Or are Robert you just so busy with your shows? Wait. Robert said, as soon as we vaccinated, he said, I'm, I want to go to New York, you know, my husband. And uh, you call him Bobby, you know, I call him Robert. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, well, let me ask yeah. you this. This is the most important thing is your annual Christmas party in the castle yeah. in Wales. I know I've been invited a couple of times. Well, it's not a castle. What's that? It's not a castle. Well, it's like a castle, it's right? No, not a castle. Never has been. It it was a it's um a very old house. It was built in 1850, and we did it at and yeah, I got like churchy windows and things like that, you know. And it's all it's all oldie worldy there, you know. Right over here in Portugal, we have gone completely the opposite way. Um, absolutely modern you know right. well you got but one of these at home, at home in wales it's antiques and things like that you know but here it's all modern but no we yeah you're right about the party and you've never turned up for one I, well i hope i'm still invited because i want to come to the next one absolutely but it's not a castle Ed. well i thought it looked like a castle i thought i saw a picture no. of it. it was brick it's brick building isn't it brick or yes yes, yes. okay but uh, no, it is a beautiful house, I have to say, but uh, not a castle. <laughs> anyway, yes, we have about 250 people in our house on Christmas Day from about uh, 11.30 until about six o'clock in the evening. And I throw them all out and then I uh, make dinner or I go to my cousins for dinner or whatever, you know. And uh, um, yeah, and everybody loves it. But this year... Last year, I mean, was the first Christmas we were ever spent in Portugal, in, in our house here, you know. Right. And uh, everybody was texting us and saying, oh, we're missing the party today, you know. Next year. <laughs> Hopefully coming this year, yeah. right? Maybe this year. Maybe. Well, Bonnie, the last question is, this is a, an investment show. So what has been your best investment or the investment you've had the most fun with? Uh, well, I guess this house is one of them because, I mean, so many of my family came over and we've got another fabulous penthouse apartment down in the marina. And, that, and you know, they it, it's lovely to share all that with my family. Of course, I don't charge them. You know, they just come and they enjoy it and whatever. And I have a lovely boat that Robert bought me for my birthday in the marina. And so it's good fun. But as as far as investments go, I suppose the the farm in New Zealand with all the land and the, you know that we rent out to uh, it's a dairy farm. There's so much land there. My God, when we went to see it, you you could see land as far as it could, well further than you could see. You know, it's amazing. But yeah, no, Robert's very good, and and, and you've been a good help to him as well, Ed. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, I mean. He, he invested many years ago in, um, we have um, stables for 65 horses in Lambourne, just outside London. And we rent the, the gallops to the 
uh, jockey club in London, you know. So everything is uh, well invested in bricks and mortar and whatever, you know. Well, and uh, hopefully I'll be all right for pension. <laughs> I, I think Bobby and you have done a pretty good job with your investments overall. So you're, you've done a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Thank you very much for being with us, Bonnie. We look forward Lovely to talking to, to you in the future. You. Lovely to see you after all these years. I'll see you in New York. Good luck with the tour. Good luck with the new album. You know, you look great. Just like you did 22 years ago. You haven't changed one <laughs> I.O. Tell Bobby I said hi. I saw him oh, in my last I, year. He told, me, he told me to say hi to you as well. I need to you be in touch. Thank you very much for being with us. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, Ed. Bye. Remember, listener, give me a call at... 518-255-8854 or you can always email me at edgardner at cutterco.com thanks for listening to money nation have a good day